When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max were presented by Progressive Insurance here on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. You can download the podcast. You can see us on ESPN2 after 8 a.m. on ESPNU. And, of course, on the ESPN app. Click more on the lower right-hand corner of the app. Scroll down to live radio. We're right there. Good morning, Key. Good morning, Jay. What up, baby? What's happening? What's popping? What's up is every- everything is popping, man. What's up with you, homeboy? Same pants, same grease. I can't call it. All right. There we go. <laughs> All right. Uh, same pants, same What's grease. Up? Same What's happening, though, it? man? I, they told me you was in a little bit of a tit for tat this past weekend there, Jay. You, 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 you apparently <clears throat> uh, said some things that got underneath some people's skin is what they was <sighs> Telling me, uh, yeah, you know? I, I was at lovers and friends, man. You know, this weekend for me was about love and <laughs> happiness and enjoying okay. good moments with friends, seeing Usher perform, kicking with the big bruh. Obviously, I was catching strays from Javale McGee, but you know that, that happens. Well, he caught the stray from you first, to be but fair. it wasn't really. Was it a stray? Like, was it an insult? No, we were just clowning as though it was an insult. You yeah, said I, you basically he, said Javale McGee is a, not Anthony Davis. That was yeah, basically what you said. Yeah, yeah. It, it, like then all of a sudden I I'm getting like. Us comes over to me. He's like, "Yo, you see what Javale McGee said about you?" I'm like, "Man, I'm not even trying to pay attention to that." I'm like, "What?" Because it, when Anthony Davis drops 21 and 25 key, he's looking like a top five player in the NBA. And then days where he has 11 and nine, where he's a really good defensive, a really good defensive presence, defensive but a mediocre offense, still NBA one, right. champion. I said that looks more like just Javale look McGee. Like a, just look yeah, like what? a big in the paint. That, well, no, see, but, I didn't no, say that. De- no, no, you see, Javale McGee is good. Javale McGee is good. I'm saying it. Or you can say I it. say it. Yeah, he yeah. looked like a, a big in a paint that's in the NBA and making money. Look, he doesn't look like a guy there's a, that's the leader of a team. Yeah, there's a difference between being a critical role player that helped your team win three championships, which deserves praise and credit, than being yeah. one of the main key cogs in the will to being the guy to helping your team win a championship. And, and JaVale, it was no it was no insult yeah. to JaVale McGee. Like did I need but to explain I, every single detail of what the comment? I thought people who understand basketball would get it. Well, Key and I blew it up but as I though knew, you had said something. But like I knew immediately, around. though, as soon as you did that, though. See, whenever you, and you should know this, Jay, whenever you drag another athlete's name <clears throat> into a conversation and a comparison, and mm-hmm. their career or their ability may be less than the other ones, they take offense to it. So immediately I knew that he was going – I felt that he was going to say something. I just didn't know how he would do it, you know, because I'm not on the social media front like that. But I knew I'm like, come on, man, Javale go show. You know, he go, it, he go, he go pop back. He, and if, by the way, like if I saw Javale McGee in the streets, I would walk up to him and say, "What's up? Like, what's good? Yeah. What's what's cracking?" As you should. Did you know what I did? You know what I meant when I said it? Like, ain't nobody running from anybody these days on social media. Clap back first off. Like this whole show is from love in a place of like we're just kicking it, we talking, like we ain't, yeah, we're having, and fun. we're an athlete centric show. 
But but JaVel McGee, I once tweeted about a move that the Lakers had made, and I and I criticized like Jerry West not being there and used JaVel McGee what they gave him in a contract as part of the criticism, like oh Jerry West wouldn't have given him this, and JaVel tweeted back at me, mental note taken. I just looked it up so I know what his response was. And I remember thinking, yo, he's just a proud – one of the reasons you get to be at that level, one of the best in the world and a championship player, is because you have pride in what you do. Nothing wrong with him being like, all right, watch what I go do. It's not like you're rooting against JaVale McGee. It's just yeah, that see, you, you, in this case, you, are pointing but, out but you, he's not AD. But you're different – than Jay or me, Max. Because he expects a certain professional courtesy. He, he expects a certain professional courtesy, which is Jay is professional. He's doing his job. Just not courteous. But athletes well, doesn't, they don't want to hear certain things. That's all. They just, they don't want to hear it. In fact, they don't want to see certain things. So when I, on our, our rejoin, our commercial, I was coming in and I was looking and they showed a picture of Jay and Yao Ming. And that I said, it, that oh, wasn't wow. me and Yao Ming, no. Jay, that's, <laughs> that's you and Yao. <laughs> that's Muggsy Bowes. He's so much taller I'm than so you. No much wonder he went. Muggsy Bowes. No wonder he I mean, went first. I still look very tiny next to Yao. I don't look. You that sure Jay, why don't you get Jay? a suit that fit is man, my question. Get out of here, y'all. y'all what y'all. the hell? I'm way darker than that man. Man, come on, come man, on, man. Jay. <laughs> no wonder y'all leave Muggsy so alone, man. No wonder you so special. As far as the NBA and what you did in college and stuff like that. Unbelievable. you imagine? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Wait, before, it doesn't make any before, sense. Wait, I, can I read the JaVale McGee tweets? Can I read yeah, that I to you? I was trying to get off. I know you. No, I want to get back on it real quick because I want to do something. <laughs> JaVale McGee. He tagged me on it too, which I saw. I know it's a slow day in media, but put some respect on my name and don't say that beep at all. The comparable is a superstar to JaVale McGee, three-time NBA champion and gold medalist, Gold medalist makes no sense. I thought you were a scholar, a smart dude, but you're not. You're a cornball in your heart, and it irks your soul when you sit at home. Keep my name out your mouth. No one irk with you, and you know that. Keep that same energy when you see me. Okay. I would love to see you, JaVale. Come hey, on, JaVale come on the show. come on the show. Come on the show. JaVale should come, come on the show. Come kick it with us. Come kick it with us. Absolutely. I'm asking to see you. Come on the show. Come right with us. Absolutely. So if you stood next to JaVel, like <laughs> it would it would look like Yami. <laughs> if you stood next to JaVel, how would that look? I mean, it wouldn't look like Yao Ming and me. But it you would know look what? Very different. He, here's the thing about JaVel, That's too. not Yao Ming and me, by the way. He that's was, Yao that Ming and Muggsy Bowles. That's no, unbelievable. That, that, that was you, Joey, Joey, stop it. Jay, that's a picture from the draft. That's the number not one a picture from the draft. Why is Muggsy wearing a 5X suit? I, you ask yourself that. You know, said it's not By the way, Yao, too. That's See, just the style back then, man. Baggy. Yao, too. Bag. Yao too. You imagine how big the clothes have to be for it to be baggy on Yao Ming? Like 20X. Who would they, fit, who'd they make it fit for? your whole body in one leg. <laughs> they that's made how, the suit for King how, Kong and Yao Ming put it on it? It's draft baggy. I looked at that man. I was like, damn, I'm going second. I do. But JaVel, too, getting back to JaVel McGee for a second, he has taken undue. You know he can't help it. <clears throat> yeah, but I think it's an interesting topic. He has taken more. He's taking strays. Yeah, for, like Shaq on Shaq and a fool. And, you, and it's like he's got to be looking at himself like, man, I had a really good NBA career. Why is it I get caught with all this? I understand. I, I could see his point of view. Yeah, but, I mean, at the end of the day, like it's like when somebody were to say, well, Jay, what are you talking about? You averaged nine and a half points and five. I'm like, all right. Nobody's going to understand the context of me saying, well, I played in the triangle and what nobody cares, right? You just right. see the You're numbers. You're just going to get clowned. So, like, yeah. at the end of the day, like, <laughs> look, at, look at JaVale McGee's 
average for his career. And we look at the role. And he played a critical role in winning three championships. So if that is what AD is averaging, we still expect AD to average yeah. a lot better numbers. We, it's not we, a slight. We, it's just showing you Yeah, the in fact, if you really analyze Nobody it, expects- again, you are praising JaVale McGee because you've always said AD's defense stays the same. It's the offense that goes up and down. You're not saying, and that's what JaVale McGee, you could say, oh, he could be a good defensive player. What's he going to do on the other end? And that would be modest. It wouldn't yeah, be but nobody, 30 points. No, nobody's expecting JaVale McGee to, to be the leader of the team. Right. And, yeah. and we all expecting AD to do such a thing. And right. when AD doesn't right. live up to that, it, it, it becomes somewhat disappointing. And it doesn't look the way it's supposed to, all of those sort of things. And, and then again, I speak for Jay. To JaVale, he wasn't being disrespectful to you at all, JaVale. He was not. He was just trying to use a comparison of a high-level guy who's expected to do certain things, playing down to a level that we don't expect. That's all. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That's all. I'll tell a a quick story, Jay. Okay. When I was first on the air. You you took words right out of my mouth. (laughs) When I was first on the air, it's as quick as it needs to be. I said something on Friday Night Fights. Roy Jones was on top of the world. Like, Roy Jones was so much better than everyone. No one even looked at Floyd, who was in his prime, and said, maybe he's as good as Roy. Roy was ridiculous. And he had a fight, and he had a fight coming up with David Telesco, who's a good light heavyweight, a puncher, good fighter. And Telesco's in the stands, you know, in, in, you know watching. He's in the seats watching a Roy Jones fight because he's probably going to be next. And I made some offhand comment like, that's the safest place for Telesco in, during a Roy Jones fight is in the stands, right? Like something like that. May have been Lou DeVal. It was either Telesco or DeVal. Anyway, so I see him at a little fight in New York, and he approaches me. And he's like, and I had forgot even I'd said that, and he brought it up to me. And I'm like, come on, man, we're messing around. He's like, yeah, but I'm the dude you're messing around. You know what I mean? Like it's not all good. I, I have a certain feeling about that. I get it. What could I say? It's not going to be all what good. What did I, you say? What do you mean? What did I say about that? What did you say to him? I said, you're right. What could I say? He's right. He's the one who caught the stray as I'm being cute on TV, right? Snarky on TV. And he, and he didn't like it. What could I say about that? Just one of Max, those things. Max Planning right over your shoulder. Max Planning. <laughs> Max Planning. He got a clock. what it is. He put a clock on and everything. <laughs> He's producing. Okay, I now I want. Now I want a key splaining up there too. I want yeah, a key splaining and a J splaining. Yeah. You can put mine up there. I'm not Perfect. worried about it. Mine quick. I ain't. I ain't. I get Yours are rid quick. of rock. I get rid of it unless I need to take the shot. What? If I need to take what? the shot, no, no. I, I get all, rid of it. In all fairness, keys shot taking during the show fast. Now during pre-production meetings, different. Okay, yeah, we're going to do a, we're gonna do a shot clock. Key, you know? Shot clock. All, all day long. Day long. Shot During clock. the show, though, I'm quick, man. Shot clock. Shot <laughs> because, clock time. We're going to put this one to the because, test. Because right there, you didn't need to explain all of that. That's yeah, the whole thing. You didn't need to take the shot. Oh, I think You didn't so. need to. No, you didn't. We don't want so. you shooting. We want no, no, you I, to I just, pass. Sure. Yes, but we, sometimes. We're asking you to pass it. So, sometimes the point guard is going to shoot. No, we don't want you to shoot. Yes, I'm a scoring point we want guard. You, That's how it goes. We want you to be like a, a, a non-scoring <laughs> point guard goes. facilitator. Uh, Arnie, on, what kind on, of point no. guard are you in this new age of Jay, scoring? Who can you def- uh, offend today? Is he Scott Brooks? Like, what do we want, Max? I'm not. Today? No, I'm not saying anything. Scott Brooks. No, no. Just no NBA, no NBA point guard <laughs> comps here. Not doing. Not catching me today, Nuno. Muggsy Bugs. Not. Leave I, my little brother out. See, I think Muggsy was incredible at that size to play in the NBA. Darnell Valentine. 
David Rivers. Who's Darnell Valentine? Oh, basketball. Den- Denzel point Valentine? No, Darnell Valentine. Where's Googling? Where? Googling, Jeff. Really? Yeah. Googling. So. Yeah. Yep, time to go to break, Max. Almost. After Javel your story. McGee has an open invitation to come on this show. <laughs> Better, same, or worse with Mike Tannenbaum. Coming up, KJM. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, coming to you live from the seaport, brought to you by Patron. Perfection starts with Patron. We are joined now by our very own GM, Mike Tannenbaum, ladies and gentlemen. What's going on, Mike? Good morning, gentlemen. You got, up, the lovers and friends. you got the Lovers and Friends song by Usher. Okay, Mike T, I see you coming up with the smooth R&B <laughs> joint. You ready to play a little Good better worse? Monday morning theme? Yeah. yeah. You ready, ready to yeah. play better worse at the same? We're talking about team's records from last year to this year. All right? And as soon as I hear the music, I need the musical better. I can't start talking. Yeah, there it is. Mike Tannenbaum, we're going to start with you. The Bears were 3-14 and 14 last season. Better worse or the same this year? Oh, dramatically better. They really had a good offseason. They got Justin Fields, a lot of weapons, most notably DJ Moore and two offensive linemen, Darnell Wright. Um, So to me, they're going to be better. And it all starts up front and starts with protection. If if he can get the ball to DJ Moore consistently, Darnell Wright and Braxton Jones are bookend tackles. This team should be way better than they were a year ago. I think they're better. There's no question about it. You you know, you mentioned – DJ Moore, but let's not forget that they acquired Claypool. Now he gets an opportunity to be in this offense for a full season. So they'll be a lot different. Yeah, look, I mean, three games last year. And all all the reports that you're hearing, Key, (laughs) the reports, Justin Fields, 
really, really showing his arm and the accuracy this offseason. Uh, look for that to continue because that's going to happen. It's going to be better. I mean, they could double their win total, six wins, and that's – you know, really good, 100% more wins than last year and trending in the right direction. Better, worse, or the same, Mike T. Packers were 8-9 and nine and lost Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to say better. I'm a big fan of Jordan Love. I think he's actually gotten better. And then you look at the draft, you know, they got a number of weapons, you know, from Musgrave to Jaden Reed, Tucker Craft, another tight end. And now they have those two young receivers, Christian Watson, who was a second-round pick a year ago, and Robio Dobbs. A fourth-round pick, they're going to be better. So that nucleus of skilled players with two really good running backs, I think this offense actually will be better. And overall, if this team can stay healthy on defense, I think they can make the playoffs and actually be better than they were a year ago. I think it's a better football team. Mike's right. I think when you add some of the players that they've gotten, but not only that, you don't, you're not asking Jordan Love to win the football game for you. You're not asking him to do the same things that you may have asked Aaron Rodgers to do. You just don't want him to lose the game at this stage of his career. And I think they can run the football. They can dink and dunk and play defense solid and sound. That defensive unit got better toward the end of the season last year. Yeah, I think they'll be slightly better. I think they'll make the playoffs. I, I, I still think Jordan Love is going to take his lumps. But all the pieces on this team, if they can continue to trend in the right direction and continue to grow – they have the pieces to make the playoffs. I'm going to say the same because the young players, the young receivers had a year. They're going to get better. Jordan Love's not going to be as good as Aaron Rodgers, although maybe as good as Aaron Rodgers last year. So overall, I think they basically run in place. Better, worse, or the same, Jets were 7-10, and 10, Mike T. They're better. I don't think they're Super Bowl better, but they're better. I mean, look, Aaron Rodgers can – play one hand in it and be better than Zach Wilson. So that's stating the obvious. But to me, the biggest concern is going to be who's playing left tackle. Mekhi Becton's played one out of 34 games. Dwayne Brown played 12 games last year, and he's going to be 38. But this team is loaded. I think Alan Lazard's a really, really good player. Defensively, they're top-notch. So this team's going to be a lot better just by Aaron Rodgers walking through the door. Yeah, they're, they're better. I flipped that 7-10, possibly the 10-7. and 7. Mike just went through the entire roster as far as I'm concerned. He gave all the notes that we needed to hear. They're going to be a better team. Better. Aaron Rodgers, next question. Agreed, Key. I, I'm with you. I think you flip it. <laughs> probably about 10 and 7. Probably a double-digit win team here. All right. Better, worse, or the same. The Cowboys were 12 and 5, Mike T. Yeah, I actually think they're going to be better. I don't think they're going to turn the ball over as many times. You know, I think Dak Prescott had sort of like an aberrational year. So I think this is a team that had a really good offseason. Brandon Cooks as a home run hitter. Stephon Gilmore on the other side of Trayvon Diggs. And Tony Pollard, to me, if he's healthy, he's a frontline running back. So I actually think this team will be better. I know it's a high bar with 12 wins, but I like the Cowboys. Yeah, they're going to be better. The record will stay the same. But the team, the style of play, the things that they do, will be better. I think they'll be the same as far as the record goes, but better as a team. You won't see them all of a sudden stumble their toe, stub their toe in the ground when they're not supposed to. Does that mean they're going to win multiple playoff games, Key, by stubbing their toe in the ground? We're talking about the regular season, no. Jay. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Just, just asking for Where it. are you with the Jay? I, I, think they'll be, I think they'll be better. I mean, I, I think Dak will, will be better than what he was last year. I'm still like, – that defense kind of got called out late in the season, but I still think they're trending towards being better. They ain't going to be better than 12 wins. I'm going to tell you that right now. They might hit 12 wins. It's just a lot of wins. You just look at their schedule. 
They have away games at Buffalo, the Chargers, the Dolphins, the Eagles, the Niners. You're going to find some losses there, even the home games. Seattle, Giants play them well in Dallas, the Eagles again. Like, they're, they're good. You're going to find at least five losses in that schedule. I'd say at best the same. Better or worse of the same, Giants 9-7, and seven, Mike T. I think they're going to be slightly better. Uh, look, things broke their way last year. Getting Darren Waller was fantastic. I think also where they were able to get Jalen Hyatt was a shock to me. So those two players really should help uh, offensively. And this guy right here, Saquon Barkley, I think he'll be there at some point. May be a little bit unhappy if they don't get a contract done, but they should be better. Yeah, I, I think they're going to be the same. I think this is a, a playoff team with maybe one win more. But basically the same. Darren Waller certainly helps coming over from the Raiders. Quarterback friendly tied in. He's just got to stay on track. I think they need to improve on the back end of the secondary, get a little bit stronger there. Saquon Barkley, obviously that deal needs to get done. But I think that they're, they're probably right there at a 10-win 10, 10 team, so to speak. 9-7 last year, Max. I, I think they'll be right there. I agree with Key. I think they'll be around the same. Uh, I know some additional pieces. So a lot of things broke the Giants' way in close games. Um, so give and take on that, I'll probably say the same. I'm with Jay 100%. I think the Giants, in fact, will be a better team, but their record will be the same yeah. because they got a little lucky last season. So turn that luck into skill, you still wind up with the same record. Better or worse of the same, Bills 13-3. and Of course, the one game was, was wiped out against the Bengals. Um, better or worse of the same, Mike T, 13-3. I think they're worse, not because they're they're much worse, but I think the AFC East has gotten better. I think we talked about the Jets, they're better. If Miami can stay healthy, they're better. So I think their competition has improved. I actually still think they can win the division, but it may be as an 11-win team. Yeah, I, I think they're going to get worse. I, I factor in losing Leslie Frazier. I understand that when you lose somebody, oh, okay, well, you know, Sean McDermott's called defenses before. He knows what he's doing. It doesn't matter, though. You still have – there's some something about when you lose a coordinator on the side of a ball that's supposed to be extremely important to your team that you could potentially suffer a few games behind that. I'll say slightly worse. I mean, Key, we saw that last year with Brian Dable, right after they lost Brian Dable and how those changes were in the offensive side of the ball. But slightly worse – doesn't mean that they can't contend for a Super Bowl, by the no, way, when well, you're in the AFC. So that's not hate. That's just theming how grueling the conference is. And I, I do think overall that Josh Allen will be better at not turning the, turn the ball over this 100% year. 100% with, with Jay this year. I don't know about the Josh Allen part. We'll see. But, but He was a pick machine last the, year. Yeah, the AFC is so tough. And, I'm, again, I'm just looking at their schedule coming up, guys. At Kansas City, at Chargers, at Miami, at New England, at Jets. That's a really tough game now. At Philly, that's a brutal game. At Miami again. Even at Denver is going to be different this year. Versus Dallas, versus the Giants. That's a brutal schedule. There's no way they're going to win 13 games. I'm going to say that right now. But they're going to be a very strong team. The conference is just insane. Better, worse, or the same. Last one, the Bengals at 12-4, and four, Mike T. Ooh. Yeah, I'm going to say worse, not because I think they're a lot worse, although they lost both their safeties, which to me is not um, insignificant. But I really look really more at their division from a standpoint of I think Cleveland will be better with a full season of Deshaun Watson. I think Baltimore may be the most improved team. When you think about what Lamar Jackson has to work with now, Nelson Aguilar, 
OBJ, Trey Flowers, like that's dramatically better from where they were. So I just think by those two teams getting better, that's going to impact the Bengals' record. Worse by one game. That's all. They'll be worse by one game. I hear you guys. It's probably right. A uh, thank you, Mike T. As always, first of all. All right, Mike T. You could see. I love my hair this morning. Thanks, guys. Yeah, Mike T. Would you just roll out of bed? What's going on with you today? You got to get that together before this just in. 2 p.m. 2 p.m. Eastern. Mike T. Is, <laughs> you can see him across all uh, all ESPN platforms. Mike Tannenbaum, ladies and gentlemen, ESPN NFL front office insider. Will Joe Missoula be the reason the Celtics don't win a title? KJM. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. We are presented by Progressive Insurance here on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Every playoff game is another little piece of evidence, a little, another little brick in the wall of a, of a, of a player's legacy and James Harden look against a Boston team that was kind of favored all year in really a huge I mean you lose that game you go down 3-1 and it's a home game you're toast he came up huge with the floater in the lane as usual as in the in the moment of truth I'm thinking okay James Harden watching it with people okay Harden what are you going to do here can, can you do something here? And sure enough, he did first in regulation to tie it send it to overtime and then the three to win it Good for James Harden at a critical time. Before we get to anything else, Jay, what are your thoughts on Harden's weird kind of Jekyll and Hyde uh, series so far? Two games of incredible play, two games of like, what happened? I mean, a lot, a lot of players are going through Jekyll and Hyde. We were just talking about Anthony Davis going through Jekyll and Hyde, right? Uh, the reality is, though, that James Harden is cementing himself as the second superstar on the team. Yep, He's carried this team to two wins. Joel Embiid... Last night he had 34, but he looked gassed down the stretch. He made some plays down the stretch, but he looked gassed. And James Harden with the floater in the regulation, the three off the kickout from Joel Embiid. Last night, 42 points, nine assists, eight rebounds. Mm. Now in the two wins, he's averaging like 43.5 points. And there are two wins against the Celtics, 43.5 points. So that's the level of player that the Philadelphia 76ers are getting right now in these critical games. Kudos to him, man. It's changing the whole conversation around him. No, yeah. it is. And I think and I think that Joel said what he said about him and probably to him the other day certainly seemed like it lit a, a little bit of a fire under James. Now, obviously, game one, you mentioned already, Jay, back in Boston where he had a, a pretty historical night. Then again, last night, what he was able to do. But he's been able to do these sort of things in the playoffs in the past. Now, he's had a few games where you look at and you go – uh, well, he's, he could play better. But for the most part, throughout his playoff career, he's done a pretty good job. 
but you look at a guy, what standard did he set in the regular season? And now in the higher leverage games, what's the standard? Generally speaking, the overall body of work is the standard in the higher leverage games has been lower than in the standard in the lower leverage games. You know, all that said, when he's had D'Antoni as a coach in Houston, he got a team that had no business. No one had any business competing with that Warriors team with KD, and they were hosting a Game 7 at home. And a lot of that's because of James Harden. He deserves credit for that. But by the way, in Game 3, we came on this show and we talked about James Harden deferring to Joel Embiid and not being aggressive. Now, a lot of that is on James Harden. I think also that's on Doc Rivers because when the offense runs through James Harden, it's a very different offense. But it's also so interesting how the narrative has changed around James Harden. Now, you and I have always known him as a teammate, but all of a sudden now it's like, Look, it gives Joel Embiid a Rolex, and it says 23 MVP on it. He's a good teammate. He's there for his, his players. And it's like now all of a sudden it, 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 the narrative changes. It, it's always been that way against James Harden. There's a reason why KD and James Harden, when you see them play, they're still dapping each other oh, up. I always thought that anyone – like Harden has always done to me. My criticism of Harden has never been he's a bad team player. He's always done, in my view, what he thought the team needed to be successful. If that's deferring, he defers. If that's scoring, he scores. My only issue was in these high-leverage moments. Let me see you, as you say, Jay, be more aggressive. Don't look for the call. If you get the call, fine, but can the shot, right? And he, now he's doing that. Good for him. Meantime, Joe Mazzula, the, the Celtics head coach, at the post-game presser, you know, it's amazing. Some coaches let him play. Other coaches call timeout, design the play. Basically, you get criticized whether or not you're successful. That determines the level of criticism. But anyway, he let him play at the end of the game, and they wind up losing. So on the final play of the game, listen, listen to the question he's asked about the final play of the game at the post-game presser. This is uh, Celtics head coach Joe Mazzula. George, consider calling timeout that final play. What was the final play uh, supposed to be? Oh, that was the play. We just had to play a little bit more pace. We had the right matchup. Um, Jason got downhill and made the right play at the rim. We just had to play a little bit more pace there, but that's, that was the play. Was he supposed to dish it if he was covered, or what was he supposed to do? Just make the right read, which I thought he did. We got Maxie in the pick and roll, and uh, he made the right play. We just didn't play fast enough. That pretty, seemed like a pretty good play to me, Jay. Got to pick think, up the Jay? pace, though. Got to pick up the pace. I mean, look, every day in practice, we practice end-of-game situations. Every day. This is every team in the NBA. If you're a young team and you get somewhat – Flustered, I get it, because maybe the lack of experience. But at some point, this is you have two superstars who have been together for six years in the NBA, in Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Throw Marcus they, they Smart have, in there, too. I mean, this Exactly. Is a, yeah. I mean, that, that's a floor general, right? Even though I think last year he made a lot of questionable decisions. But they just, they've been together for a yeah, long true, time. Yeah, true, but that's yeah. why you brought Malcolm Brogdon to the table. Malcolm Brogdon played his tail off yesterday. But – James Harden made that, made that three with 18.2 seconds left to go in the game. Like you can't just mosey your way down the court, jog lethargically, and then get the matchup that you want with six seconds left to go in the game. You get that with 12. You get that with 11, where you have time to operate to see where the double team is coming from. It, it, I, I, it was just a, a poor end-of-game management by the players on the court. Now, Somebody could say, well, Joe should have called a timeout, but then almost like you lose your advantage, right? There's something about the moment being chaotic and the defense trying to figure it out on the fly instead of the defense being set. 
and with a group that's played together for a long time. That's what I'm saying. They got to an NBA championship last year. Marcus Smart thinks he hits the game winner, didn't get it off in time. Oh, because he took it way too late. Yeah, you, 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 you moving down the court like a turtle instead of understanding that this is the play. They already knew that the the game decision, as Jay just said, we practice this all the time in situational football, situational basketball. This is something that's always practice. The clock is in your head. For whatever reason, they pay, their pace at that particular time slowed down. And when it slowed down, you call a timeout and say, okay, I'll call a timeout. Now what you're doing is you become – you now at a disadvantage because the 76ers could now get in their little circle, start drawing stuff up, worrying about this, or they may do this. Go back. Remember what we saw on film, Jay? Four months ago, this is what they did at the end of the game. Remember I brought this up? This is what they're probably going to do now. You don't want to do that. You don't want to do that at all. Yeah, you I'm, I'm with you guys. Going. I'm with you guys, Key. That's the – if you have veteran players who've been through the battles together, who've been together for a long time, the whole thing, that's when you trust them to get something done. And these guys are not old veterans. They're veterans – in their primes, after the game, Marcus Smart, Jay, this is what you're referring to, was asked about what's so special about the offense. He said um, the sheer randomness of it, right? Quote, literally, this is what Smart told Jay King of the Athletic, the majority of the offense is random. So why give up that advantage of, as you mentioned, Jay, like chaos at the end when you know what you're doing and the other team doesn't? Well, first off, can we get to the meat? That, that's a horrible sign. What you just said, and you just repeated the words of Marcus Smart, Mm -hmm. the emotional heart leader of this team, calling the offense in the playoffs with first-year head coach random is a sign that he does not trust the coaching He said this after game two, Marcus Smart. That's a problem. But I read that to mean you're reading and reacting in in the moment. That coach is trusting the players to do what needs to be done by reading the situation. That's me calling you out. That's me. Oh, you know, Max is really random as a host. Mm. Well, like, it's, it's, yeah, but is that legit? When is when is somebody ever <laughs> praising somebody for being great, saying their acts are random? Is it really it's a strategy? Strategy is not random. Strategy is precise. That's right. Strategy tactics can tactics be, are precise. Tactics can be in the moment, but strategy needs to be a plan. Yeah, strategy. Yeah. And, what strategy? The plan. Yeah. Tactics in the moment. Precise. Is, yeah. Tactics Here's a tactic. Is how you Boom, I'm the seeing the this. Yep. Here's the adjustment. That's yeah. the tactic, right? Yeah. So what you're doing now is you're having the leader, the de facto point guard, saying the strategy is random. That's not a. He doesn't have no confidence in the coaching staff. And by the way, there are questions about Joe, and I'll give you the biggest question. Jalen Brown talks about he needs to demand the ball down the stretch. This disappearing act from Jalen Brown who comes out in all these games and is aggressive in the first half, and I'm saying you're like, how come Jalen Brown hasn't touched the ball? Like, yeah, some of that is on Jalen. A lot of that is also on the coaching staff to say, get that man the ball. Coming up, before you answer this, we're going to answer this coming up, Jay. But when these playoffs started, and there's more, plenty more basketball to play, the narrative can shift two and three and four times still based on what happens. These are all little pieces of evidence. Oh, these games. do something to me. When the playoffs started, I think it was fair to say, given availability, play in the playoffs, everything, Jalen Brown was in the conversation for best two-guard in the league, if you called him a two, because Kawhi's hurt a lot. What I want to know right now is where does he fall in that conversation after watching what Devin Booker and Jimmy Butler have been doing in these playoffs? 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance here on ESPN Radio. Jay, before the playoffs started, I think Jalen Brown was maybe leading the conversation for best two-guard considering availability, defense, offense, play in the playoffs last year, et cetera, the season he just had. Where does he fit in after watching the show Devin Booker's been putting on, after seeing what Jimmy Butler's doing to the Eastern Conference? Where does Jalen Brown fit in the point in the two guard, the off guard conversation now? It's fluid. I probably got him third, like third, fourth in that bucket. But distant uh, from but, the top two, third, right? Well, I mean, at, at the end of the day, for me, D book is prolific. Did you catch every syllable? Prolific offensively. Prolific. Smooth operator. I think he's man. better defensively, but I still like. Jimmy Butler, because even though it's rugged, it's raw, it's like DMX, right? It's in your face. It's dirty. So it's good. just real. It's so real. And, and on, I'm going to guard you, the best offensive player. I'm going to lock your ass up. And then I'm also going to come back and give you 45. It's not going to look as pretty as Devin Booker, who's prolific offensively, but I'll probably go Jimmy, Hemi Butler one. Then Devin Booker, too. You know, Key. And then Jalen Brown, too. Key, I made a comment, I think, because Jimmy Butler, I Paul saw Paul George is still up there in my conversation, even though he's been hurt. I saw, Paul George nice, though. So recently I've been hurt. People, no, I know, but people sleep on Paul George. PG is nice. Is know? he a two? Is he a three? What the hell is kind But of But Jimmy Butler said recently, people saying I'm not athletic. If he's referring to what I've been saying, I just want to be very at? clear. He's athletic, just considering his, his status among the superstars, which to me is way high up, like top five. He's not as athletic at his size as you would expect that guy to be. He does it. Key, everyone's saying, what NBA player is this guy or that guy? But what rapper is everybody? Oh, my God. Jimmy Butler is DMX. I love that. So DMX. I love that. What, what do you consider athletic, though? I really I, – I, I, I always – want to know when people say somebody's not athletic, athletic. like what who, yeah i wonder just, who said that who, who did call jimmy butler not athletic? non-athletic max yeah but i know i didn't oh, ever really? said he's not athletic i don't want to be, let's not get it twisted my oh, no, okay i think you said now he's non-athletic no no not as athletic as you know you think of so the great so two what, guards so, throughout so history is, that, yeah so we'll tell explain to me what is not 
Okay, athletic. let me tell you. Let me t- let me give you an extreme example. Whenever I see, I'll be reading an article and I'll say, and they'll say someone like Jokic or James Harden. You know, they say they're not athletic, but they can decelerate faster. And as soon as I see that, I'm like, okay, no, stop that. Right? I'm talking about like how fast you run, how high you jump, how coordinated you are when you do it. Right? Jimmy Butler is an athlete. He's an athletic player. Let me make Jimmy. If you're listening, you are an athletic player. I don't think you need me of all people to tell you that. But I'm talking about. This dude is playing in the playoffs like he's Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan. You know what I mean? You know he's, what not, is, he's not that athletic is what I mean, as those guys. Because his game is methodical. It's surgical. Right? So it, it's, it's like that old guy in the park that finds, oh, your right foot is up. Okay, I'm going to attack it. Boom, I'm going to hit you in the thigh. Why I attack you? Like, damn, he's hit my thigh. It, 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 it's surgical in that aspect. So where other players rely upon their athletic ability to yeah. beat you. John Morant. He, yeah. he is a combination of high IQ, physicality, and athleticism. I totally agree with that, Key. Like John okay. Morant, you're like, oh, my God, the athletic ability. Like John, when he beats you, different. he's driving by you, he's blowing yeah. by you. And he's jumping When Jimmy over Butler you. beats you, you're catching the left elbow to the thigh yeah. in the process after he bodies you off with the shoulder. Yeah. There's a difference. Okay. I just I really wanted to know what – you know, because you said a guy's not as athletic well, Bernard, or non-athletic. I just wanted to know. Bernard Hopkins was an athletic middleweight, not athlete, but not athlete. when he fought Roy Jones. That's a more athletic guy. He relied on other things, Hopkins, right? Not just athletic. That's who, that's who Jimmy Butler reminds me of, like a Bernard Hopkins. There you go. Okay. Yeah. All right. 888-SAY-ESPN, 729-3776, KJM. Keep trying to trap presented by I'm not trying insurance. to trap him. I'm not trying to trap him. No, no, he wants I clarity. Just, I yeah. want clarity yeah. because it, it fascinates me. When I hear someone always say somebody's not not well, not who would you say is more enough? athletic, uh, Key, John Morant or Jimmy Butler? I say John Morant does more athletic things with his body mm-hmm. than Jimmy Butler because he cocks back and he jumps over people. It's not like Jimmy Butler can't; he just doesn't do it. But well, who as would often. you? I understand what you're saying. I'm, I also think he is a good athlete. Like he's athletic, even by NBA standards, Jimmy Butler. But between John Morant and Jimmy Butler, you just took a lot of time to say John Morant's more athletic. Yeah, but also right? I would add this to the equation. You know how many times like uh, you, your legs feel differently when you're not engaged defensively every possession, my man. Mm. Mm, right? Mm, mm. Like, so, like, put that into the equation mm. I just, when you I, talk about yeah, players. I, I got nothing but respect for Jimmy Butler. But I also look at somebody's makeup of their body. Mm-hmm. John Morant's a little itty-bitty. He's going mm-hmm. to look crazy soaring through the air. Where Jimmy Butler is a bigger guy. Mm-hmm. That's like just like Anthony Davis is much bigger than uh, Jimmy Butler. So some of his athletic stuff won't look as nice. It just just like he looks clumsy at times. Jimmy Butler, but he's hella athletic. For you, Key, after the performance that Devin Booker just put on, is Jimmy Butler the best two guard in the league? If you categorize him as a two guard, because he also plays defense and all that, would you give it to Booker or Jimmy Butler or Jalen Brown right now? I probably would give it to Jimmy Butler. I like Me Booker, too. but Booker seems to be more of a scorer. Mm-hmm. Like then, then both ends of the floor to me. Mm-hmm. I agree. Are we all on the same page? Jimmy yeah. Butler's the best two guard in the league. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, and I mean then, in the playoffs. In the, and so far, right? The things can change. These are high leverage games. Jalen Brown go nuts, and then all of a sudden we feel differently. I mean, their coach has to make sure he has the ball, though. That's an important thing. Which coach about who I'm talking has about the ball. for Jalen Brown? Uh huh. Right. Right. Because. Eric Spolster is making sure that Jimmy Butler has the ball and getting touches down the stretch. Whereas the main question with Jalen Brown is this disappearing act 
Everybody keeps putting it on Jalen Brown. Coaching has something to do with that as well. There ain't going to be any plays out of timeouts. Yeah, that's he's sure. looking for the Celtics. By the no. way, Jokic pushed the fans, so to speak. Like Does he deserve to be suspended? KJM. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.